All right. All right. Welcome to uh, Cali Claptrap. I have Yancey Scott Schwartz, yogi and skateboarder from Hollywood. Uh, Yancey, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, I've been following you on Instagram, and what I really dug about you is you're obviously into skateboarding, uh, into yoga, and so I thought, you know, f for the purpose of this podcast, I really want to try to find people that inspire me and are, and are doing uh, good things in the world, and just be able to share their story and learn a little bit more about them. Yeah, I mean, that sounds cool. Sounds, sounds uh, yeah, like I said, I'm honored. Like, hey, I'm glad that... Uh, what I'm doing, like, um, moves people. Yeah. To, to give me a call. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So I was looking at just some of the stuff I found online, and, and uh, one of the things that fascinates me uh, about your stories is that so you grew up in Queens. Queens, New York. Yeah. Awesome. And then uh, I was reading on this. Uh, let's see. This one page here. Uh, Boys of Yoga. And you, uh, and the question is, what is the one fact that most other people want to know about you? And you said you were in the movie Kids. Yeah, I was in the movie Kids. Those are all my friends. That's awesome. And I was just wondering, maybe you could, I mean, that must have been such an interesting time. I remember seeing that movie back in the day and just kind of, I mean, that just looked wild and nuts. I mean, we were wild and nuts. We are like, like, I think a lot of the skaters, uh, especially in the inner city, you know, we're from all the boroughs. We all like met up at the banks at Washington Square Park. And that became like, like kind of like family. And until this day, I'm still friends with people like from that movie. And even before the movie, I knew everybody from before the movie. And what happened, I think, and it wasn't spoken or nobody talked about anything like that. Nobody was that uh, progressive in thinking back then, but everybody came from like broken homes. So we all mm -hmm. found skateboarding and uh, it was like a fantasy of skate world. And, and, uh, and these are the people we roll with and we're just like wild animals in the street. And it was kind of freaking fun, man. It was a, like yeah. freeing. So to free us from uh, home life, I guess, or just living in the city or living in buildings, like animals, like traps, like, I lived in a 17-story building. Five of the buildings exactly the same. And, you know, like, it was just like in an apartment, just kind of, I mean, I'm, it's like uh, same how it is now. I'm in an apartment again, but I don't know. Uh, back then, you're, you're young and you're a little wild and home life's not going well. So I found skateboarding and I just hung on to that and, hung out to the people that were around that and involved with that and being outside in the street uh all the time like there's a lot of uh, outside influences that probably aren't the best for you and get tempted and so that's how that kind of went and, and yeah and then i guess the people from the movie kids like larry and harmony harmony was with us anyways and they kind of saw it and they said hey let's make a storyline everybody's got interesting stories and make a storyline and get these people in there they're interesting yeah 
So was it Larry Clark? Was that the director? Or I forgot who the director of that was. Larry Clark, I think, produced it and then Harmony wrote it. And then it was maybe, I think, directed by Gus Van Sant. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. Larry was always there and Harmony was around. And right. And like everyone, I mean, there was no, I mean, I, I forgot if not, I don't know if everyone was just kind of not really, I mean, professional actors, obviously. I mean, no, skateboarders were just. Was a professional actor. It was just everybody who hung out. Yeah. Was. And then from that, like, Chloe sprung and Rosario sprung out of that. And oh, wow. Justin, rest in peace. Like, he did some stuff. And, like, Leo did mm. some stuff. Leo's still, I think Leo's got a little art gallery in New York now. But Okay. But, yeah. Nice. Nobody. So, so come, what's that? I'm sorry, go ahead. Just our friends. Just our friends. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's an, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was a. Uh, very crazy movie looking at it at back in the day and I think it still holds up. Yeah. Um, so you uh, grew up in the New York culture and then somehow found your way out to LA lifestyle, right? Yeah, I mean, so I guess I got into skating and then you see the skating in the magazine called California, California. And like, you want to make it in skating and go to California. So, uh, hated winters I hated uh I hated my home life and I yeah hated everything so I was like I was angry and I was like any chance that I get I w as soon as I could like leave I just would left mm -hmm. left to California so I would be going back and forth to California since I was like before kids even um oh wow like how old were you when kids came out or how old were you when you, you were in that i think i was like 18 17, okay 17 not maybe 18 or 19 mm -hmm. i was coming out to cal i think i first came out to california either 17 or 17 or 18 either eight around that age i'm not good with yeah yeah late 19, yeah like as soon as like i can leave home mm -hmm. I yeah like I was like, I soon I got some money. I was just like, I'm, I'm, I told my dad, my mom wasn't around. I told my dad, hey, um, I'll be back in a week. And I never came back. And it was like a year. Wow. I was actually, Harmony was always saying like, hey, I'm going to make a movie. Like in uh, Washington Square Park, we all hung out. We all skated there. I'm going to make a movie. I'm going to make a movie. I was like, man, I don't believe you. And then, uh. And then I, I was out in California with this girl and I was out of my brain. I was like, I don't even know what I was taking everything under the sun. And I was freaking, I, I don't know what I was doing. And I saw Harmony yeah. out there and I got back to New York after that. I think I was gone there for like a year and I saw Harmony and I was like, hey man, I actually saw you, but I was so out of my brain. I saw you in California. What were you doing out there? He's like, I was getting people to back my movie. Hey, and I ran into him at Astro Place where we all skate. And I was like, he's like, yo, come to this place. And he gave, wrote down a little piece of paper, like a freaking back of a, like a matchbook, uh -huh. like an address. And he's like, show up here. I got a part for you in my movie. I'm like, okay, cool. So I showed up there and I auditioned for all the roles. And I think at the time I was like a little bit like wild. I think I shaved my head and my eyebrows or something like that or I don't know. I was just out of my brain. Yeah. <laughs> I showed up with like no eyebrows and a shaved head looking like, like <laughs> a freaking weirdo. And then 
I got some like they just I tried I wasn't an actor so I didn't yeah. know what on. I was like this is weird this is stupid and I got a part so I'm like okay great so awesome man um so you uh eventually uh found yoga yeah I uh you know I I was always like I don't know, man. I had spirituality in me. I mean, I was raised like my mom was uh, Spanish and took me to church and like did all this stuff and like beat it in me and all this gnarly stuff. So, but I didn't agree with like, I didn't like the church. I didn't like, I went to Catholic school because, um, you know, my mom could afford it because my dad was a, a super in the building. We mm-hmm. got the apartment for free, and she thought yeah. a little bit like like a little bit crazy. Like she wanna she don't threaten to put us in a mental institution. So I was like, she's like, oh, I'll send them to Catholic school. So I went to Catholic, and I hated it. And I was just like, yeah, hey. I'm like, oh, I went till I went until sixth grade. How long did you go for? I went to high school because I was I didn't. My mom was like, I went to all boys Catholic high school, so. Uh, my mom was like, I don't know, she thought that would be best for us. She thought, like, cause, you know, her her friend's kids, like the kids in the building, either end up selling drugs or in jail. Right. Like, so, or the, the moms would put them in a crazy. So I was always getting threatened to get put in a crazy house. And my mm-hmm. dad had kids before us, and one of my brothers was, was just locked up in the mental institution and tried to stab my stepsister. And so I was like, just a whole thing. So I ended up doing that, but my mom split. And then I ended up like, I getting done with high school by the skin of my teeth and ended up going to California. But um, yeah, I mean, what was the question again? <laughs> yeah, you. I was asking, well, you were kind of talking about how you kind of were always into spirituality. Oh, yeah. So, so, yeah, so then, I don't know, like, I, 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 was, I, I was always stretching because of skating, yeah. I was like a maniac, because that's all I knew. Right. So my body would get tight. So I was always stretching and, like, emulating kung fu actors on TV, and then... Uh, and then it so happened that I saw a yogi in Venice Beach once, and I didn't know it was a yogi. I'm like, that's it. I knew, I knew that was something to it, just sparked. And then, like, later down the line, like, I, 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 I went to uh, a yoga class. At a, I was on a skate tour. I said this a million times, and they had a – I didn't know what kind of yoga it was, ashram yoga. It was on the roof of the hotel. And mm-hmm. sponsored, and they flew me out to the Dominican Republic, and I, film some tricks there and I was like, all right, yoga on the roof, let's I'm down for whatever. Like did it, did the chance, did a shoulder stand and and I came back, I'm like, oh, I don't know what yoga is, but that's pretty cool. I just mellow, chill, like great. And how how old were you? I don't know, I think I was in my twenties or something like that. Like yeah. Whatever, like maybe twenty something, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I never thought of nothing of it and then never really pursued yoga, but I was always stretching. And then after that, I had met this girl, and she's like, let me take you to yoga. And I went, and I didn't know there were different kinds of yoga. So when I had went, I was like, what is this? This stuff is terrible. It was like a power yoga. Like yeah. a broken cast, and I hated it. Right. Playing Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> the people were like, 
like expressive breathing. I didn't know what it was at the time. It sounded like orgasm. Okay. Uh -huh. The skateboarder in me was like trying not to laugh and the poses were like hard. I just want to stretch. I'm like, this is like, I'm half laughing, half hate it. I'm like, never went back. And then she ended up becoming a yoga teacher for that studio. She went to California and she helped open up a studio. She got certified, became a teacher. And I was dating her, so I, I still turned the phone on her. The phone, and I was like, hey, I'm going to come visit you. And this was in Berkeley. And I knew, like, this dude, Sean Stockton from Berkeley, that was a pro skater. And I was like, ah, this is Sean Stockton land. I'm going to go freaking rip Berkeley. Like, I can't wait. And I told her, I was like, yeah, it'd be good to see you. I'm on, you know, I'm Spike, like, I can't wait to see you in my head. I'm like, I'm going to speak to you. And then I'm like, oh, and I'll take your yoga class. And that slipped out of my mouth. And I didn't want to say that, but I already said, said it. And I was like, ooh, I put my foot in my mouth. But then she, so I was like, all right, I guess I got to take her yoga class. And then, um, but what she did was she showed me, like, the basic consultation and upward dog before I even, like, before I even took the class. She showed me a little bit. And then I was like, okay, I have an understanding of it. And so, like, all that other stupid stuff kind of canceled out, like, the hard stuff and the loud music where I had some kind of understanding, like a warrior one or warrior two. She kind of took me by the hand and showed me, like, and then after the class, I felt euphoric. And then I went skating, and it was almost like, um, like, very effortless, like that yoga high, euphoric. And I was like, okay, there's something to this. So I just kept going. And they didn't stop. And I had no idea, like, of fancy poses. I had no idea of, like, I, I knew it was something special, but I had no idea, like, couldn't put my finger on it. And I just kept practicing and practicing and then delving deeper and deeper. And I just kept going, practicing. Like, when I was yeah. in New York, I kept practicing power yoga, whatever it is. I didn't just do whatever and go straight. Right. Like, closet yogi, just quiet, skate, like, run to the studio, go, and go skate, and, like, mm -hmm. kept doing that, and then I just got deeper and deeper into it. That's how that went. Became a teacher. Right. And so you studied, um, looking here, practicing with uh, Sri Dharma Mitra. Is that, is that pronounced that correct? Yep, that's correct. Um, and what what is, um, I guess, doing the, the practice that – and with him what what do you what type of yoga is that and um, what did you learn most from your teacher well that yoga well I didn't know when I first started there were different kinds of yoga and then later on I explored and then that kind of yoga is Hatha Raja yoga it's a eightfold path it's like okay everything all the limbs of yoga and what I liked about that practice is super spiritual. Mm -hmm. I wasn't finding in like these like power classes and then the poses I did come from like you know intense stuff like you know from skateboarding I'm like I'm like I think I need a little bit more. So the his classes were like uh, all encompassing on physicality, spirituality, like breath work, meditation, concentration. So I'm like, this is it. 
it's got it all covered. Whereas opposed to like I'd go to you know power class and they wouldn't own. Mm-hmm. You know, or I'd like go to a power class and there's no like pranayama or something like this or like breath work or like no meditation or whatever because you know or yeah. no key poses and so this had it all right okay great this is this is it this is the dude and and what i get from him like he's done it all he's done all the poses done the work and there's no question about it when you're around this person's presence right like people are pretty smart you're pretty smart. People are pretty smart. They can smell like this authenticity. Is real authenticity. Yeah. Not so. I was like, this is the dude. Where's the place to work? You go to a class and you hear the typical, yeah, like you'll be, make pretend like you, you're stuck between two panes of glass and like you know like like just smile and there's none of that. It's just yeah. very quiet, very astute, very focused. And then he'll make you laugh a couple of like silly jokes because he's an old guy, he's like a grandpa. Mm-hmm. Find that is like you know that this guy's done it. Yeah. He's, it, he's lived it. And so that's the, the key with that. So, and then so it covered all that kind of stuff. Right. And then it looks like after that you did, and I, I hadn't even heard of this uh, rocket certification. Yeah. So, what, what, what is that? So, I had done Rocket before I met Dharma. So I okay. Just, so what happened was I found Rocket and it was very intense. It was very great. It's like Ashtanga, but like a little bit modified and lots of inversion. So all the fun stuff and, and it was great. And it was so powerful. Like, oh, wow. So physically challenging. So powerful. And I was like, great. Then I couldn't find anything similar to that. And what I liked about when I met Dharma, I was like, okay, I can incorporate what I learned to the rocket in Dharmas, and then in the Dharmas, I can incorporate that into the rocket. So they balance each other out really well. Mm-hmm. Like all the back bending in Dharma, like I can add that to my rocket. Right? And then all the, like, the frames and the inversion. I can add that to my dharma. So when people, uh, dharma yogis are like, whoa, dude, what, what, how can you do all this stuff? And then like yeah. the rocket yogis are like, what, like, what's, how do you put your feet on your mat? Like, wow. Right. So yeah, I found rocket. Rocket's like Ashtanga. It was founded by Larry Schultz, who had passed away. And he had studied with Patabi Joyce in India, uh, Ashtanga, and I guess it was the time of the hippie culture revolution um, in the 60s, 70s, and he came back from India, and uh, he put an ad up in the yellow pages, yoga teacher, advertising. So he got a call, and it was the Grateful Dead. He showed up in the hotel room, and so he went on tour with the Grateful Dead, and the thing about Ashtanga is it takes a long time very physically uh, taxing, it's very physical. And so the Grateful Dead, you know, the Grateful Dead, a bit much, and like, Larry, this is taking too long. So Larry devised a sequence called the rocket. It wasn't called the rocket then, 
So he divides the secret and they're like, what should we call it? And then the Grateful Dead coined it, I think Bob Weir said, we should call it the rocket because it gets us there faster. Oh, wow. Faster and then um, a lot more fun. The mix between primary, secondary, and third series is like, depending on where you're at. So it's like a, a framework that you can like play around within that play framework like a jazz musician as opposed to Ashtanga is a little bit more, um, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, close and that's it. You, you do your finishing sequence, go home, and so you, whatever. And this one just is more rhythmic, so it's kind of fun. So, awesome. So, if uh, if you can uh, maybe explain to our listeners too, if you or um, were to do a class with you, how how do how do you how do you take how do you blend those two? Do you have a typical ritual that you like to start off with? Well, I teach. Um, there's a backbending section in the rocket. So that's where I get all the Dharma stuff from. So that I can, I can add extra stuff depending on the student. Uh -huh. I, if it's like not enough, I can take it up a notch because I know all these Dharma backbends. And then in Dharma, if people need a little bit more inversion stuff and like, I can like loan that and use that to help them and add it. So little tricks I can loan, loan here and there. And then for my own personal practice, I like do a rocket physically, but I add the Dharma stuff into it, like the all the back bends and all the extra stuff, like the advanced variation. Because in a rocket, let's say, for example, you have like a wheel. Maybe I'd stand up and do a full wheel and grab my ankles and then pull forward and put my feet on my back and a pincha and do all this like extra stuff that I learned from yeah. but my main practice I do pranayama in the morning and meditation a different kind of yoga and then later in the day I find time to do the physical practice which is a rocket and then two days a week I teach dharma and I demo all the poses I show what am I yeah one of my questions was, you know, that with yoga in, in, in the U.S., it seemed a lot just on the, the asanas, right? And you, you don't maybe bring in so much of the spirituality and, and, and that side of it. Do you, do you find or a commitment that maybe people out don't want to really kind of concentrate on that stuff and they just want the, the postures? Or do you find you try to bring in, like you said, with the, the eight limb, do you try to bring in all those kind of features to your practice? I try to translate. People know when they practice with me, like that's strongly embedded in me. But I don't bring that stuff out unless I know who I'm dealing with or who's yeah. accepting or not. Because I don't want to waste my time on my breath. You know? So it's like, right. what's the point? showing this like I'm not going to show all this advanced stuff if I have a beginner to like I had a, a lady today in class and she's a little bit newer so okay we take it slow and then little by little I can introduce this kind of stuff so um but it's in me they know yeah. they don't I don't yeah. have to say anything they people know you know all me yeah show that kind of stuff like that person I maybe showed once and I said it was okay because I sped it up like uh, morning rituals, all this kind of stuff. 
you're not supposed to show that stuff. Oh. I was like, it's okay. I have the homies, like, wanting to see it or whatever, or tagging me. So I was like, it's very fast. You can't really see that kind of stuff. But, yeah, when it comes to, like, Dharma Yoga, if I have, like, my, my, my people that take with me all the time, the collective consciousness takes over. If there's more people that are with me, yeah, no doubt whatsoever. We'll do mantra, pranayama, like meditation. Easy. But if it's brand new people, like maybe I won't do the mantra. If it's too, it's just too much, right? I don't yeah. want to overwhelm anybody. I don't want to like put anybody off. And, uh, yeah. you know, I want to ease people into these things, you know. Uh, like it doesn't, all, all of it's good stuff, but it depends like what, what, what your stomach can handle and your head can handle. So right. Who's ever in front of me, who's ever receptive or I get a feeling for it, okay, this is what we'll do. They, yeah. If they're not ready for that, there's no point. Yeah. But, so you just kind of read, you read the room. Yeah, but they get it anyways because they're with me. Regardless, yeah. I don't anything, they get it. Like, yeah. They know so something's there. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And I know you also mentioned this article, you talk about yoga kind of being your path and your dharma and it's your calling. And I was wondering if you still think that and, and if that's what, you know, drives you and, and you yeah, feel passionate about. I really do actually. It worked wonders for me, you know, and I, I'm not perfect. I'm not new. <laughs> you know, I try my best every day. I'm like, oh, I got to do my best and trying like my hardest and these techniques helped me a great deal. I see a very lost individual uh, who knows where doing who knows what like probably yeah. not here. Yeah. You know, like back on the woods. <laughs> but so if I can share anything to help people out, yeah, I have to. That's what I have, you know, we're here to help each other. But right. no point in helping someone just like telling them, like, you know, your teenage kid or whatever teenager, hey, don't smoke weed, like, that's bad for you. Like, no, I've done it. Everybody's done that. But who's ever want to listen, okay, like, hey, yes, what, how, like, what, what do I do? Okay. Or yes, yeah, I'm in the class. Well, obviously, you want something, so yeah, I'm going to help. Like, um, if it helps me. This is what I do. Hopefully it helps you too. Awesome. Well, I guess my, my, my final question for you is, um, you know, one of the reasons I started this podcast is I want to find people like you that are inspiring me, inspiring other people and doing good in the world. And so my, my final question is, you know, when you look at the world, maybe see what it needs, see what you, you can bring, what do you think you you can do or others can do to make this world a better place or um yeah oh this is a great question i really love this question um because i i grapple with that too uh what can we do what can we do to make things like better for everyone i think the best thing to do is to see yourselves in others to see even if you don't like that person. See yourselves in others so you can be a little bit more compassionate. If you see yourselves in others, would you treat someone that way? You know, would you think of that person that way? Would you judge that person that way? 
Like if you're like looking at yourself and others or pretending there's God in that person, then there's no way that you can treat yourself or God that way or whatever you believe in. Now, with the techniques and practices of yoga, I feel like uh, they help sharpen your discernment. So it's like, okay, that person sucks, but I see myself in them. But they're maybe at a different state of being or think about yourself like when you were young. Mm-hmm. You've done some stupid things or said some stupid things. Like maybe they'll learn, maybe they won't learn, maybe it's going to take them next lifetime. So, what my teacher says, Dharma says, use your discernment, see yourself in others. That will make the world a better place. And if you see that you really can't help that person, then I would step with, just pray for them. Awesome. Say a prayer. That's it. Awesome. Yancy, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us and share a little bit about your story. And hopefully uh, maybe we can hook up again sometime and talk, talk about where you're at in the future. For sure, Matt. Uh, uh, an extreme pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much.